1: Great to be back with you, folks. We love this opportunity to come across your radios. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Thank you for being part of this community. Here we are in Christmas week. This is our last pre-Christmas message in Christmas week. It's Tuesday. It's hard to believe that uh, uh, Friday is Christmas Eve. Now, Christmas Eve in our house, Stephanie, is one of these things where we all open one present, usually from our stockings. We all get together. We read Luke chapter 2, uh, verses 1 through 40, I believe, and and... And then we all open one gift and we usually have like delivered food or something like that. Usually don't cook too much. Debbie's usually made her creme brulee that night and we leave that alone till Christmas day. And uh, we just enjoy each other's company and uh, read God's word and then look forward to Christmas day. So what's Christmas Eve usually look like to you guys?
2: Well, the last couple of years, I think it was Christmas Eve. um, Yes, it was the last two years. We actually spent the day with the Hicks family And had a Christmas party with them, um, which was awesome. This year, we're doing our stuff with them a couple different days earlier in the week. We're going to do awesome activities with them. Um, And then Christmas Eve, we're going to just be um, at home. So I'm looking forward to that. We have um, a big group at our house Christmas Day. So Christmas Eve is going to be our family time. I'm suspicious the kids will want to do fondue. Um, That's something that we used to do um, with their dad um, sometime during the Christmas season. And so I've tried to keep that alive for the kids. It's special to them um, to get to do that. So we'll probably do that as my guess. And then we normally do buddy gifts um, sometime there in the 23rd. Forth where the kids give each other their gifts um and then obviously Christmas morning is stockings and well you'll um, have
1: Debbie and my buddy gift to open out of your stocking that night yeah
2: I don't need a stocking gift I'm like you oh, know stop
1: it stop the
2: it the old oh. mom according to Caleb
1: so. oh stop it Caleb he's a that kid Sometimes you just gotta grab a hold of him and whip him a little bit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Only joking. There's no there is no kids being hurt in the making of this podcast. <laughs> Caleb is just if there's anybody who's on re and stuff, he'll say things like, Mommy, this and make her mad, then you know, I'll be down the hall and I'll hear him coming and I'll say, Yep, he's in that mood. He'll come over and say, Boy, your hair's getting real gray. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: He t- I heard him tell his grandmother, You're looking really old. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That all
2: the time. Like, Mom, you're looking and then but not when he's in a sweet mood. When he's in a sweet mood, he'll tell me how beautiful I am. But you know Yeah,
1: it's it's when I want something mood. We can also call it sweet <laughs> mood. What, whatever you want to call it is all right with me. Uh. <laughs> I call it the want something mode, but anyway, here we go. So you might be in, we got to get to our knucklehead segment. We'll talk more about it, but Caleb is one of those unique Wesco kids. Uh, Looks just like Charles looked when he was a kid. So when we posted the pictures of Charles when he was a kid, man, Caleb's got it. Looks just like him. And uh, it's almost weird. You know, how God made those jeans line up just like that. And somehow Charles is looking more and more like Stephanie. She sent me a picture the other day of their faces. Eyes are the same noses, the same foreheads it's weird color. hair is the same. And obviously he looks more like cause he's a man. Oh, you look like your dad. I, you know, I never met Charles. So I, they might see some things with his mannerisms and his body and things like that, but Daniel looks a lot like his dad. And, uh, and so does Sammy. And I mean, you got, you got a nice mix going on there yeah. and uh, dad'll be very proud when he gets to see him and hears about everything going on. And, uh, so Wait, you,
2: oh.
1: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, he's in heaven now. He'll all, he'll be cool with it. He'll be like, Whoa, that's great. And, uh, tell me again about this great guy, Doug, you all met. Yeah. No, huh? by that time I'll probably yeah. have met him unless we all go back at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Hey, so I want to, uh, you might be a knucklehead. I want to go back to the Christmas theme. You might be a knucklehead if, all right, so this is my Christmas theme. You might be a knucklehead if you send your Christmas cards and they come after Christmas and then we have to send a reply. That just kind of bothers me. It's not the highest egregious level of knuckleheadedness, but get your Christmas cards out early. I ordered some Christmas cards. I'm supposed to be sending mine out and they haven't arrived yet. So Debbie oh. saw this thing. We ordered them. We haven't seen them yet. Maybe today they'll come in. I need to get them out. And uh, so we got to get our Christmas cards out. And we actually ordered some. They don't have our family picture on it or anything, but they have a Bible verse and they say the Carragers or whatever. So oh, um, the
2: Christmas, I thought you were going to do a Christmas one, like with your picture. That was so cute.
1: I, I, well, I do that to the uh, churches, supporters.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah, the Christmas card one. I'll I'll throw one of them in you guys. Yeah.
2: I appreciate
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I messed up. I I went a little bit too much small and then the things we don't do or say. So in a weird way, I I've learned from Stephanie on this. I think we got to go down the positive road. So I want to do things we do or say to people with PTSD. And, uh, I, I think we say things like I'm here for you. Yeah. I'm not going anywhere. You know, I'm here for you. Let me know how I can help. You know, my church is here for you. Uh, can I give you pastor's phone number? I mean, whatever the case may be, we, we need to be that person. So on a positive note, and I'll stay positive with mine and know Stephanie, will stay positive with her hers this week on a positive note. Let's say, Hey, we're here for you. And yeah. uh, that's always a good thing to hear that I'm here for you. It's one of the mm-hmm. better things you hear in life, you know? Yeah. And uh, so, so make sure you make sure you say that to folks, make sure you care about folks. So you may be a knucklehead if you wait till Christmas day or after to send your Christmas cards. Cause then we got to send one back and then everybody gets real late Christmas cards. They never get to be hung up. Uh, so work on your Christmas cards as soon as you can. Now this isn't an egregious knuckleheadedness. All right. So I think there needs to be levels of knuckleheadedness. I know there's not levels of sin that Christ had died for, but I do believe there's levels of knuckleheadedness, Stephanie. I believe that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, we're on board with this one. All right. So we're still in the 10th proverb in
2: realms that, you know,
1: yeah. And a rare stand of, uh, uh, of solidarity on the Christmas (laughs) knucklehead. We move forward. So, we've been going through the book of Proverbs and and, and Proverbs are here. It's a, it's a book of wisdom. We know there's several, there's books of wisdom in the Bible. We might go through more of them. And, but I, I think that as we look at the book of Proverbs and here we are at Proverbs 10, in verse thirteen, I keep on seeing things contrast: things we should do, things we shouldn't do. Sometimes things we shouldn't do, and more things we shouldn't do. Sometimes things we should do, and more things we should do. But we're going to go through them one at a time. We're going to talk about them, and and uh, we're going to totally sing a Christmas hymn. So Stephanie's got one ready for you. We did uh, Silent Night in English yesterday, and uh, I don't know if she's going to do any songs in German this week or not. But no, uh, I don't
2: German.
1: yeah. So I think you're safe from the German. Yeah. So here we are. We're on verse number 13, which is uh, a good place to be. I think we we came out of two verses uh, coming into them, but it's talking about lips again. And, and, Miles, something you mentioned earlier, we're going to see more verses of this, and this is one of them. In the lips of him that have understanding, wisdom is found, but a rod is for the back of him... That is void of understanding, so as soon as you go here, boy, you want to be that person that's found to be wise.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: you want to be that one, I mean, what are you thinking here, Stephanie?
2: Yeah, I think it's um I think it's the idea of again, we go back to our mouths and how much control- uh, how much could they control our lives, but people are looking for wisdom they're looking for guidance um and they're looking for someone who's going to build them up and i don't mean in a bad way i mean there's people out there who truly would love to have someone encourage them with a, with a word of kindness with a word of you know what god can you god can you know, use you you're not done god's not done with you you have a purpose um and that's the people are looking for that and when you use your lips with the word of God controlling them, with Jesus flowing through them, wisdom and understanding will come out of you. And because it's Jesus, that's who Jesus is. He is wisdom and he is the one who gives us understanding. And so being willing to be his vessel so that he can do that through us is powerful, it's potent. And the contrast is is like, whoa. But a rod is for the back of him that is void of understanding. In other words, you know, the uh, we we say we want to thump somebody. Well, I think this verse is maybe where or someone just foolishness flows from their mouth, and you want to thump them. It's just like, dude, I heard I heard a, a kid call another kid who was being a knucklehead the other day called him <laughs> like called him a ding dong, and I just part of me wanted to crack up. But it it's there's this principle of. If your mouth is just foolish, where you act like, you know, and, and what's sad is this comes out of adults, too. It's not just teenagers that act this way. There's adults that are like, would you please shut up because you're making me want to thump you. Um, it's just like, there's those people and you're a knucklehead, you know, if you're a void of understanding and be, it's because you've chosen to be that way really I mean it's just like wow nobody wants to be around you and um the scriptural the scriptural definition is there's a rod for your back in other words you're bringing shame to yourself and I'm not advocating yeah. you know but this this used to happen in history where people were whipped for this kind of stuff um and we live in a free country where you can be an idiot with your mouth and get away with it I mean you can even now be in government positions and get away with it yeah but you All can have that- Alzheimer's
1: and be the president. Yeah.
2: Oh, I wasn't going to say that. Um, but I'm just saying, you are known by your words. And that is where you, fruit. a lot of the fruit of your heart comes out in your words. And so are your words, words of wisdom, words that build up, words of understanding, is truth and grace and mercy and goodness flowing from your mouth? or are you void of understanding and people want to thump you because of it? I mean, it's just, there's really, those are the two options here.
1: Yeah, Um, exactly. There's not a lot of room here. And we know that rod, you, you cut a a switch off a tree and you, and, uh, you know, we're going to spank you to get you right, I guess. And, but you know, I think the, the most significant, the positive side of this is, uh, in the lips of him that hath understanding and understanding. This is what we're doing now, Stephanie. We're gaining understanding. We're in God's word. We're gaining understanding of how we should be and how we should act. And we really, you know, our temperament, uh, you know, we should be salted with uh, with God's temperament and the way we listen to things and the way we do things. And I've worked with those people who are knuckleheads. You've worked with them. You've lived with them and, you know, been around them. Whatever the case may be, we all have. And by you, I mean all you and uh but we have a responsibility you know we can always look at these verses and see someone else there's a connotation there we, you know immediately there's someone that comes in front of my face when i read that you know and but but god's saying look at this as you too doug don't only look at this you know so we need to look at these verses not only as a person that's coming to our minds right now we need to look at these verses as us and say lord i want to have understanding and i you know and not maybe dragging this a little farther than I should or further than I should. I think that, you know, we should fully understand things before we speak. Not yeah. only understanding of God's word, but understanding a situation. You know, really look at the situation, ask a couple of questions. And I think that's really helpful. Then that next verse, Stephanie, uh, as we're going down in 14 wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. And, uh, so here we go again, you know, we're dealing with wisdom and folly and, uh, you know, we get to this verse and I mean, there's, there's a lot being said just in, I, I don't know where you can get more out of reading something than you can the Bible. There's so much that's being said there and it's talking about, you know, wise people. It, it takes knowledge to be wise. Uh, it, yeah. it takes prayer to be wise. It takes the Lord in your heart to be wise. Sometimes note taking. some, you know, uh, being wise comes with a cost being yeah. wise comes with studying the word of God, being wise comes with chronicle and scripture, being wise comes with taking notes, being wise comes with, you know, checking and making sure you got everything right. That's all part of being wise. Right. Uh, but then the opposite of that is talking about the contrast of this foolish man and how his rejection of wanting to be wise or this rejection of knowledge, uh, ends up being near destruction or destruction. So Stephanie, once again, I know we keep on covering the same ground, but there's some reason God wants us to do this. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's because we need to take care of that person. We look in the mirror. at. Yeah. Well,
2: and, and that's the thing. Um, when you look at verse 14, wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. In other words, your mouth can take you to the, literally to the brink of destruction. Or in other verses, we talk about it, you know, pride is involved here. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. That all comes out in your words. And that will lead you over the brink where, where awful things will happen to you and maybe to those around you because of your mouth. And um, to understand that life, the ver- I can't remember the reference right now, but the verse that says life and death are in the power of the tongue. And are your words words of life or words of death? Because that is that literally is the power that your tongue holds, but that power is either the power of God coming through you, through you or the power of the devil. Because let's that's just, that's just be blunt. You're either under the control of your old man, which is under the, the the realm of the Prince of the Power of the air, the devil, or your the power of your tongue is under the spirit of God, which is that, that real you if you're saved. But are you yielding your members as instruments of righteousness to God? Are you yielding your tongue as an instrument of righteousness that God can use for his honor and glory? What's the choice is yours?
1: Yeah, you get to make, you have an option here and, and like Stephanie was quoting there in Proverbs sixteen, eighteen. Uh, you know, pride is a big problem in this. So you want to yeah. be a fool. It's always pride that brings you there. And I, I think the verse, you had said something, pride goeth before destruction. So, you know, that, that proud spirit that, you know, we've all been there where you get so proud of something you did or made or, or some subject you've been involved in or something like that. And, and, uh, the Lord wants you to know that that leads you to destruction and then a haughty spirit before the fall. When you get that arrogance, that narcissistic view, the the way, man, I'm better than everybody else. I know this better. Sooner people accept this, the better off I'll be. I I was listening to a guy preach the other day, and I I always cringe when I hear this. But sometimes I'll be on Facebook, and one of my Facebook friends is preaching or something. I heard this preacher say, "Yeah, I counsel from the pulpit. People just need to listen to me. I got everything right." And I remember thinking to myself, you know, I, I hate when someone says something like I counsel from the pulpit that never works, but no, that didn't bother me as bad as this next statement. I always say what's right. I'm always right. And I mean, he's, he's up there supposed to be espousing the word of God, the Holy oracles of God, but you know, pride, you know, pride's coming. And, uh, it'll take you to that bad place. It'll bring you to that place. You don't want to go. We always end up with pride where we don't want to go. It's destruction. And we always end up being hoody, We always end up being arrogant. We always end up being narcissistical. And I don't even know if narcissistical is a word, but you know, it sounds real official. Um, it does. but, but I'm thinking Stephanie, so if we're going to live this kind of life, if we're going to, if we're going to be the person that turns that around, uh, it goes back to that previous verse. It goes back to everything we've been reading. That wisdom, you got to understand. You got to know what's going on. And I'll tell you, I think it begins. I think our day needs to begin with reading the Word of God, praying, listen to this podcast, those types of things. Just loading as much, put as much as God in you as you can. And I assure you this: the more of God you put in there, the more of other junk comes out. And I know yeah. when you're saved, the Holy Spirit seals your heart. I get that, but there's still a lot of junk that goes in through our eyes. Still a lot of junk that goes in through our ears. And uh, yeah. the more a God we put in there, the more that gets squeezed out.
2: Yeah. And that's no, it's powerful. and that's and that's where making that choice to every morning yield yourself to the Lord, surrender yourself to Him, surrenders an everyday thing because the day that you don't surrender, the moment. That you don't say your tongue lord your tongue may it be your words that flow through me you'll say something that you shouldn't say and i have done that um i'm not trying to say i've i'm got this mastered because it's something every day um i go you know i have to go to the lord and and i the virtuous woman that's god always brings that back to my mind that the law of kindness is her tongue Yeah. her tongue governed by kindness and that will be words of righteousness and that's that's something that um like i said it's a daily moment by moment part of yielding our members as instruments of righteousness to the lord
1: yeah you know folks we're just trying to get through we're just a bunch of people with hurting hearts or helping people with hurting hearts who've been through junk in this world whose life's been turned upside down and and, uh, we're just trying to understand what God has for us. And God's saying, okay, you want to understand, get understanding. I'll give you understand, be in my word. Make sure you know what's going on. Study the word of God. Be that person that prays, have communication with God. We talk about this a lot, but you know, prayer goes up to God and you talk to him. And as you read the word of God, he talks back to you. And, and uh, God has made everything clear in my life. I can't tell you how many times that, boy, I should have prayed more. I should have done this more. And when I pray more and when I do that, I feel a little bit better. And it's not to my glory. Uh, it's to my shame that in the past I haven't done that enough. It's to God's glory. All glory goes to God. And, man, God has done a work for that. So with all this going on and with that idea, we're getting through. And uh, God is making us victors. And he's doing the thing in our lives. And this Christmas season. So Stephanie picked out a hymn a Christmas hymn to sing to us because we're doing that every day. Then we're coming back tomorrow. We're going to hop over there in the book of Luke. We're going to talk about Christmas stories. We're going to talk about what Christmas looks like to us and you don't want to miss that. But Stephanie, what did you pick out for a song for us today?
2: Um, I'm going to do the first verse of away in a manger.
1: That's a good one right there. Yeah.
2: Away in a manger. Eternal no crib for a bed. The little Lord Jesus lay down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay. The little Lord Jesus asleep on the hay.
1: That's so awesome. You know, whenever I think that our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ was born in a barn. You know, I yeah. mean, to me, that puts me in such a different place. You know, people can call it a cave built into the side, call it whatever you want. It was a barn for animals. And, uh, the word of God is clear on that. And, you know, I think, I think I'm among the most blessed people on God's green earth. Cause I know who he is and I've accepted <laughs> his plan for my life. And that's what we want for you. Uh, we want you to experience that blessing. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please listen to every word Brother Eric's got to say. He's going to clearly lay out a simple plan of salvation. And if you do know Jesus Christ, listen anyway and share it with someone else this Christmas season. We sure do love you. Hey, we want to say Merry Christmas to you. If you got anything we can do for you, make sure you look us up on Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Well, we'll really try to get back to you as soon as we can. All right, take care. Merry Christmas. God bless you.